You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Ball Talker Liberty Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. I'm your host, Jeremiah Morrill, and as always, I'm joined by our co-host, Dakota Davis. What's up, Jeremiah? Man, we are having, uh, this is episode 67, and we are having a tragic meltdown of technology already. Already. It, it's already happening. Our live, uh, our live stream, we can't plug in our iRig because it's not working. They're not, they can't hear anything in the real world. So uh, if you've tried to watch the live stream, this is the place to get the Perfect crystal clear audio on the uh, on the pi- podcast audio feed because we are a podcast first. The video is what it is. Uh, we've got some people <laughs> in the studio with us. We'll, we'll get them introduced real quick, and then we'll finish the intros on the show. On our left is Daniel Paul Morrill, my baby brother. What's happening? You're back as a returning co-host. I am. You pulled me away from the uh, the wedding field. This is uh, this is wedding week, uh, so that brought in the other two mystery guests we have on my right. Camera left is cousin Donnie Morrill, who flew in today from Florida. Welcome, Donnie. Cuzzo. How are you? I always say Donnie is like three times Danny in uh, in, <laughs> in everything, so it's it's fantastic. How do you explain? Where, Dakota asks me all the time, "What? Where does Danny get it?" And I said, "Wait till you meet Donnie. <laughs> You're gonna know." And then off camera, you'll know in a couple hours. Off camera, uh, the lovely Sarah Potter for the final time. The last time is the lovely Sarah Potter. That's right. Unless we do a podcast tomorrow. No. <laughs> you got to live stream. <laughs> live stream the uh, rehearsal dinner. You know, live stream yeah. the rehearsal. All right. <laughs> you guys so. are going to have lapel mics, and I'm okay. going to take the Mevo. Sounds good. Oh, what the hell? Why not? Uh, <laughs> so our show is about our lives in rural Indiana. This is a show about folks who are involved in politics, and we promise that our episodes are going to be a fun and an easy <laughs> listen. We interview people who are influencers. That's Danny. Elected officials. That's none of us. Political experts. That's Dakota and Donnie. And folks who just find <laughs> interesting. That's, that's definitely the lovely Sarah Potter. <laughs> so this is episode 67 we've got some announcements some housekeeping to make uh dakota the patreon we've been talking about that joking about it we've made some uh made some leaps and bounds that's right uh we're at uh, 360 dollars a month on the patreon right now we picked up another donor mr john phillips uh john i guess has been a long time listener but for some reason i never had him added on facebook so you were friends I, yeah I, I i added him yesterday because I realized the mistake. So Did he add you back? Yeah, he did. He, right. he approved the friend request, so we're good there. Uh, the tinfoil time topic that we had on the episode yesterday. Uh, I thought that was a Tuesday show. It's All of a sudden it keeps coming out on Wednesdays. Just, is, it, is it a Wednesday show now? It just depends. It's a, we don't promise a day. We <laughs> promise a bonus episode. Every so week. Every week. It doesn't. We could do it on Friday or Saturday. It doesn't matter. Whenever, whenever you get around to it. That's right. Uh, it was on uh, Johnny Gosh, who is a paper boy that went missing in uh, 1982. That topic was actually brought to our attention by a Patreon subscriber, Kirsten Cronk, and she wanted to hear what we had to say. So 
So I that's where that happened. Started listening to that, and I thought you said 1928, and then you I did at the beginning. Yeah, and then I was like, "How are all these people still alive?" As you're going through, <laughs> it? I'm like, "They must be the oldest people in the world." Well, I corrected myself after I said it. I think. Oh, did you? Did yeah, you, you were like you said something about Catherine Winters. I, I well, was, Audrey I, corrected me. I get very busy. Yeah, Audrey was the one that corrected me, and I said, "I guess I'm going back to the Catherine Winters case." Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that was the joke. Oh well, it was I 1982. Yeah, that was that was before I was born. About Only one, one person in this room was alive in 1982. Yeah, that guy would have been 38 years old. I was looking at that on the, at the hotel on the way over. That's a whole. That's a holy be right now. But man, that's our age. God. Well, yours. Well, I'm 44. <laughs> 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 oh man. All right. So uh, we had uh, we we've got a room full. The reason we got a room full is uh, I'm getting married Saturday to the lovely wait, wait. Sarah. This Saturday. Uh, well, unless you want to change it. Guys, Danny, I've already weekend? put no. Jeremiah, are you this already weekend or no weekend? Are you already trying to back out of this? No, I'm. I think she's the one that's going to run. I'm in. I'm good to go. Uh, if she we, shows up with sneakers, you'll know. Yeah. Nope, yeah. they're heels. We spent the day. Uh, we spent the day building a building a tent and moving chairs and building a wedding venue. So Danny, uh, Danny's turned his house into uh, into a space for an intimate couple hundred people. He looks exhausted. I am quite tired, <laughs> but it's been good so far. So you have uh, 275 of your closest friends. I don't, I'm curious to see where these people come from. All over the country. It's going to be crazy. We've got family and friends from like 10 states. It's it's surreal. And I, 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 I'm really excited to see everybody. I wish we could have invited even more. Me but too. It's, uh, I'm not sure I know 275 people. If I do know 275 <laughs> people, then I probably shouldn't. <laughs> Says the guy who talks to multiple times of that every week. Yeah, well. They know you. It's When you walk through Walmart, hey, Dakota, how you doing? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you. Oh, man. So what uh, did you do for the 4th of July? Did you go down to your summer home? Yeah, we went down to Brookville, and uh, we went to a flea market down there, and I bought a new hat to use when I'm on the lake. So, Is it like Danny's? Bucket hat. Big old floppy hat. Mine's a big straw hat. Nice. Okay. That's nice. Picking strawberries and such. Yep. Yep. Are you gonna whitewash some fences with that hat on? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It okay. could happen. The other person that's in the room that if you're a if you're suffering through the uh, the iPad comment uh, video on only, but you're not listening to the uh, the podcast audio, uh, you've heard us talk about cousin Rick before. Cousin Rick is over here as well. He's a uh, he's a groomsman, and uh, you may or may not hear him speak, speak up at one time or another. But he's uh, he's lurking in the corner. <laughs> cousin, cousin, cousin Rick is here. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, so uh, you you went down to Brookville. Uh, yep. Danny and I went to the uh, the Memorial Park fireworks. Spent the day in uh, Henry County's greatest park. I went on a police run. You did. You uh, what? You and yeah. Matt Pierce were 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 we were looking on the perks. golf cart, looking <laughs> responding to calls. Yeah. How did volunteered. Danny get? How did Danny get to do a ride along before we did? Uh, I'm better at it. <laughs> I was I was sitting on the four wheeler when he got the call. He goes, "Hey." Look out for a red Yukon. Like, okay. <laughs> got it. New tip came in. He's got a bandana on. I got it. Nice. Let me hide my beer. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. Uh, watching on the live feed, I guess my, my, my Aunt Martha and Uncle Gary are here. They've made it. They're, uh, they're watching from my parents' house, so we're saying what's up to them. Brian Morrill's in the chat. Uh, it, just before we turn the mics on, Dakota's like, oh, my God. My worst fear. I'm surrounded by morals. It's the highest amount of morals that have ever been in this house. <laughs> you have any morals yet? Normally, I don't, I don't think so. normally one's enough for him. And now he's You're got... not getting them from me and Danny. That's for sure. 
Uh, now, Donnie, Donnie doesn't, he's not a moral. You're a morel. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> it's like a it depends how long you've been in Messina, close to the border and to, to Canada. Yeah, I mean, they morel, moral. It's all oh. depends where you are and how you pronounce it. You yeah. live in Florida, though. We we all grew up in the same town. Did, are you on the Canadian border? Are you part? Are they? Are you on the part of Florida that got blown off during the Fourth of July? The southern uh, tip. The southern tip. We are in the, the the southwest part of Florida, just south of Sarasota and north of Fort Myers. So we're right in that little. Right in that little area, and it's hot as hell. I mean, it's. Yeah. I bet we're like that close to the equator. Is it? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> what time did you get to Indiana today? Uh, twelve thirty, one o'clock. Yeah. Okay, so you felt the heat today. Uh, it was raining. I think we died. I, I was actually kind of. Uh, it was, was cold because it was raining. You uh, looked no. cold. Before it started yeah, raining, it was and it was ninety three degrees outside and muggy. Oh, it was horrible. Ugh. You're talking to a guy that was working outside all day yesterday while you guys were partying. Yeah, so <laughs> working on my sewer line. <laughs> what I broke. What was the uh, what was the Too many July burritos? Like in Florida. Do you guys celebrate that, or is it is it full of uh, people that aren't really independent? I can tell you that there's every township. The plan originally was to take the boat out, go on Charlotte Harbor and Punta Gorda and uh, Port Charlotte. They both you know shoot off fireworks from either sides of the bridge. And there's, you know, hundreds of boats that go out there and they just anchor up and watch it. And you know, everybody has a good time. That was the plan originally. But uh, Florida weather is all the same. Right around three o'clock. Hot and it starts raining. Until sunset. It, the storms come in and they're, you know, if we were to have one of those storms in Messina, they would close the schools. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, whew, don't, wow. Don't want to be real. on the boat in that. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of get used to them. Um, you know, and it was kind of like when Irma blew in. All the northerners that hadn't ever been through a hurricane before are losing their minds. And the, the normal people that have been through it before in Florida are like, eh, whatever. I mean, the houses are made to withstand that stuff now. Throw a little tape on the window. It'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. So Sarah and I spent the day out in uh, in in Memorial Park for the 4th. Mm-hmm. So you did you did the stay-at-home thing. Danny was out there for a bit. But Sarah and I went out to uh, to see the new the Canon dedication. Uh, which was a huge event. Uh, the Krupp- it was much bigger than expected. Yeah, they had uh, the west overhang was covered up, and uh, Aud- Audrey's reporting you have a problem, mm-hmm. Dakota. Yeah, she's not been paying attention to the beginning of the show. <laughs> 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 Tell her she has to watch the podcast or listen to the podcast later. Um, yeah, so the uh, we went out and uh, the west overhang. There were a couple of speakers. Gene Ingram, who's been uh, very involved with uh, taking the cannon down and getting it rehabbed. The folks from Magna Machine and Tool spoke, and then uh, Dick Bauslog, who was just here, uh, the county councilman, he gave a great presentation on the history of the uh, history of it. And I think there's going to be a YouTube feed somewhere. Um, and then they had a surprise for everybody. Uh, this cannon was made in 1890, and it was in World War One. Uh, the Germans had it, and then General Omar Bundy, who's from Newcastle, uh, he captured the cannon, and in night like 1923, in the early 20s, it was shipped over to New Jersey, and then it over. Period of a few years, they uh, they wound up getting it in Newcastle, and it's been on and what they call American Legion Hill or Legion Hill in Memorial Park, uh, and it was there for eighty some years until mm-hmm. uh, until it darn near rusted away. Gene Ingram and his folks took it four years ago, rehabbed it, and put it on the hill. And uh, what happened next, Sarah? They actually fired it. Yeah, I was not expecting that. It was super awesome because you're you know watching this cannon get unveiled. There's this giant blue tarp on top of this. Cannon is what six and a half feet tall and probably ten. Yeah, they said it weighs ten long. tons. It's about twenty five feet long. Wow, okay. ten tons. Yeah, it, yeah, and it, it's it, big. The Neils 
like hoisted the thing. They lifted it up, brought it up the hill, and dropped it into place. It was awesome. Can you imagine? And like it's a hundred years ago, trying to move a ten-ton how, cannon in. How war. big are the Neils? They must be big. <laughs> They're stout, man. Very stout family. So yeah, the uh, that was the the cool thing though is they had you know they'd put in. Uh, you know, black powder or whatever, and fired it. And they've, there's yeah. some people got some still pictures, and there's the big giant fireball coming how, out. Of it. That one looks how loud awesome. was that? I had my ears plugged, and I got out from under the overhang because I was like, I don't want it to echo in here and me bust an eardrum. So I was standing out kind of by where the uh, speakers were originally because they were just outside the overhang, and it was loud. So I had both my ears plugged, and it was still very loud. Although at the very beginning, so they lit the fuse. And the guy who had the microphone up there, who was one of the speakers, he was talking about, oh, it'll go off. Give about 20 or 30 seconds. It'll go. And people are just waiting, watching. <laughs> all the photographers, I feel like, are like just ready to click those pictures. And then all of a sudden, you see these little floating things coming out of the cannon. Yeah. And I'm looking at them like, are those butterflies? And then all of a sudden, boom, you hear <laughs> it go off. And you see the... Like fireball come out. It was really cool. Obviously, they didn't shoot anything, but they were packing peanuts. That heard they hit the doughboy. Yeah, that's what I heard too. So uh, Kate Kate and I were actually golfing, and we were just finishing up. We were Memorial Park. Yeah. Did you hear it go off? We did. Thanks for stealing the story. That's it. I'm guessing. You heard it. Good job. Yeah. All right, guys. Story's over. Jeremiah's podcast. Yeah, didn't, didn't realize. There were only so Time many ways. Bar, Danny. There were only so many ways that story could go. I was just guessing. Uh-huh. Well I, done. I could have been wrong. Jeremiah tells the stories here. Yeah, okay? that's fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, you wait patient. I have a story I want Donnie to tell in a moment. All right. Uh-oh. So, uh, yeah, so the other, the other big thing about that, uh, about that cannon is all paid for by private donations. Yep. So, uh, the Gene is with the Historical $1. Society. Yeah, they, they think they They'll turned it back over the, the county for $1. For $1. That wasn't a sale. It was a return. Return. Sorry. So, they can get it back. Yeah. Even though it was sitting there. Good luck moving it. <laughs> they should have refused. The county should have refused paying that and seen what happened. So, does everybody have all 10 fingers after the 4th of July this year? I'm not digitally is challenged. stinky. <laughs> <laughs> John Paul Jones doesn't. <laughs> what is that? Uh, I don't even no, know what the that guy, means. The guy from, no, no, the guy from the Buccaneers that was with the Giants. Okay. Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the one. I was like, John yeah, wrong, Paul Jones. Wrong guy. <laughs> Some guy with three names. Yeah, there you go. Jason Pierre-Paul. There you go, like Jason Pierre-Paul. killer. Oh. Yeah. I love a good Jason Pierre-Paul meme. Bring it out every 4th of July. Yes. <laughs> every he just time. posted another one that it actually showed. He showed his stump. Yeah. And he was talking about as a, a public service announcement, be careful with fireworks. And I saw that and I was like. Yeah. Okay. He can only count to seven, man. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he's really good at fractions, so it's fine. Wow. I bet he is. Yeah. Yeah. Two thirds. You know, got to have a silver lining to every dark cloud. Mm. Greg Phipps is the water superintendent. He taught me that joke, and he's 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 got the same problem. So it's I don't ah. feel bad. I'm not that smart. I got, I got that from Greg. So who the hell is Donnie Morrill? Danny, do you want to do you want to explain who he is? What he does? Donnie's our cousin. Okay. He's from upstate New York. I'm going to choke you with my bike <laughs> cord. I deal with this uh, sometimes more than once a week. Hey, Dakota. Yeah. I've been his I'm, brother for 32 years. Dakota, uh, Dakota my, I job can't imagine. To, my job is to make sure Donnie's microphone is right, and then your job is to make sure Danny's microphone is so right. So Donnie's our, uh, our cousin from upstate New York. Uh, we left him when I was about seven years old. It would have made him roughly 19. Oh, my God, no. I bet. How old are you now? 32. How old are you? Ooh. How's my math? (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Yikes. God. 
But uh, Donnie's from upstate New York. Always looked up to him. He's a firefighter, paramedic. Well, you don't look up to him anymore. It's more well, no. Looking now it's down, down upon him. Yeah. yeah. Since I was about eleven, but well, <laughs> yeah. but now he made his way to Florida. He made the trip up here to celebrate your guys' special day, which is great. Um, you were a CO for a while too, weren't you? Yeah, for about a year and a half. Yeah. Was there a funny story about like a no, <laughs> like there a is movie? Not. No, there's not. No, I. No. No, I've heard. <laughs> There's not. There, are, there is absolutely not. There appear to be some gestures going on and certain things that we cannot put in the uh, the, the, the For Consumption podcast. All I can say is that my cousins, uh, Mark Morrow and Mike Morrow, they didn't like it. <laughs> what does a CO mean? They still mean? remind me. What does a CO mean? Corrections officer. Okay. Yeah. All right. And did you add a correct anything after the uh, said incident okay the we're statue, just gonna drop it <laughs> the statue of limitations right is apparently now. is not over yet no all right so uh it was a horrible prank that they played on me and i think you should at least clear the only, air and tell them how it terrible it was it hit like a whole bunch of people that i lived with <laughs> uh that i lived with in the uh harlem valley housing and in, in uh, downstate new york so i'll just leave it at that i definitely can't say <laughs> and that is all he can say yeah that's all mm. I can say about that. I yeah. can fill in the details. So what happened? Oh, God. No, no, no. <laughs> the Donnie is more uptight than what uh, Sean Rao was whenever he uh. came on, and he's a lawyer. <laughs> well, maybe a couple more Budweiser's. We'll get the real story from Donnie. Uh, <laughs> when the mics go off, you'll definitely hear the real story. So, all right. So Dan, uh, Dakota, in his notes, in his, uh, his moral interview, says, how the hell many morals are there? Has anybody counted? Do we know? There can only be one. It seems so, like every time I turn around, Jeremiah's going, oh, my my cousin, Jedediah. Uh, <laughs> Serena Moral uh, is in the chat, and she says, tell it. Look, no. listen. Your, your wife has commanded <laughs> no. you. No, 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 no. So many morals. <laughs> no. Then this is no, insanity. That, that, yeah, this is one thing that I'll absolutely <laughs> say no to. Taking to the grave. Uh, All right, yes. we'll move on. I don't know. So they're basically... It's super... Were, it's, all I can say is it is the one of the most... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to move on, and you're yeah, staying. move on. All right. One of the most embarrassing stories of my life. That's how bad it was. And they got me good. <laughs> they really got me good. And it came up again 20 years later. It comes up every time I see them. <laughs> hey, you remember when? Oh, my God. Please let that die. It'll never die. So uh, there's three. there were three moral boys, uh, Paul, Jim, and Bob. Bob never had any kids. Paul had Danny, uh, had Paul and Martha. So uh, Danny and I are the, the guys that came out of, out of we're Paul. We're the spawn of Paul. We're the spawn of Paul and Paul. And then uh, Jim had a handful, and uh, he had he had a set of twins, and one of the twins is Donnie, and then out of Donnie came another Donnie. <laughs> Donnie's on the Italian side of the family. Donnie, Jimmy, and Angie. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. I don't know why there wasn't a fourth. We don't have any. See, anytime I talk Italian, Danny says I'm going to be offensive, so I have to stop. No, oh, go ahead, please. No, no. What did you no, say last time? No, that it's not that you try to talk Italian that's offensive. It's, it's, what, you, it's what you call say Italian. very racist things. <laughs> no, see, here's the thing. I meant to say jabroni at one point. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with that? I accidentally said Guido, and Danny thought it was like a hard R. It was Danny, no, Danny it's was not even upset. that bad. I, see, that's what I've said the yeah, whole time. But you're very Danny, Italian. You can say it to people. We can't. I'm related to a half Italian. <laughs> it's fine. Jeremiah looks more Italian than you do, so maybe he can get away with Once it. Once he sheds more weight, see what happens. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I ties really do not care what you call them. I'm telling you. We had, we'll just put, you know, concrete shoes on had, you and put you in the lake. We had Alan, the end of Alan Millerini was at the bachelor party. In uh-huh. that seat was uh, Ben, uh, I, can't, I still can't pronounce Ben Pizza's name. 
uh, Dakota, you help me out. Ben Palazzo, Ben Polizzi, uh, Polizzi, Polizzi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Alan's in the chat. He's t- he now he's the one getting offended. Easy yep. Bach, Voss Hog. I'm Italian. Donnie says I've covered. You're, he's covered. W- listen, Alan. We'll wrestle about it. Saturday. We can talk to Alan about Polish people. Yeah. As long as it's after about 7.30 You can talk to anybody about Polish people because Polish people literally throw, stink. But they throw the best parties. Man, oh, we're not getting wow. the Polish votes. No. You know the Pope was Polish, right? I don't care about was the Pope. Was or is. I'm not Catholic. No, he's not the new not Pope the current is Italian. one. It was. Was. All right. Now he's like South American. Hmm. Oh, South American. Never mind. They had Italians, a long line of Italians, long, long, long lines. Line then they had the they had the the Polish Pope, the German Pope, and now the South American. A lot of the cardinals are Italian, correct? You're supposed to screen videos before you send them out, Donnie. <laughs> Please don't, don't, don't. So we're I didn't even on. view any of it. <laughs> None of it. We're moving on. Uh, so Donnie, however, my roommate did. <laughs> Donnie, what's the day job? What do you do? What makes you cool? I work uh, work as a flight medic for. Uh, for a company in Florida. Okay. I yeah. thought that you were a pilot for all these years. No, no, no. I we, worked, um, I worked, uh, uh, rode as a medic on the uh, state police helicopter, uh, Onondaga County Sheriff's helicopter, um, and then transferred over and uh, went back to the ambulance and then got hired at Air Methods uh, uh, when they were opening bases up in New York, and they opened a whole bunch of them. And uh, got brought on there, and here I am six years later with the same company. A couple, couple of years ago when the uh, prisoners escaped, <laughs> <laughs> escaped from the uh, prison up in the Adirondacks. Yeah. Were you involved in that at all for the search of the— No. The only thing we were doing was uh, giving uh, the state police all of the airspace of the Adirondacks. So when we had medevacs that had to go through that area. Yeah. We had to actually get on with their controller and—, and just to fly through the areas because they had like three or four aircraft up there looking. Yeah, for them. I bet that was a pretty hectic scene up there. I'm I'm sure it was. Wow, I, I, we're just ignoring they're both things. The, they're both like <laughs> laughing across the table from each other. <laughs> Zach Burcham is in the chat going. I feel like I'm watching some sort of a family reunion and I don't understand it. Yeah. I just don't know. It's like a it's like a train crash. You just can't <laughs> look away. You know what's coming. Yeah, well, uh, you know. The, uh, I need to talk to the full-time Intel team that we have north of Q Avenue because they definitely said that you were a pilot. So no, I, had oh, written, wow. I had written show notes. We said, no, what we said is that you fly. Yeah, you, you fly. assume. So wait, it doesn't mean that he's driving. I didn't, I didn't blame anybody specifically. I said the Intel team. Right. Mm, the Intel, okay. He's mm. a great stewardess, and he flies. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee, tea, or me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dakota wants to know if you give free, free, uh, free helicopter rides. Uh, absolutely not. No. <laughs> only, only to communists? Oh, wow. No. Uh, just to patients. Mm. But those aren't free either. So, so what? We yeah. could ask Rex Bell how much one costs. Yeah. How much? Uh, yeah, Rex had, I think Rex's was like 40 grand to fly from Richmond to It was Richmond between 30 and 40. In an emergency. Because mm-hmm. he had a stroke, you know. Yeah. He's had a stroke, guys. <laughs> he I said don't know if he knew tonight. that. We were hanging out with Rex about an hour ago. Rex's wife, Susan, is going to be doing my You doing had the him wedding. doing your labor work. It wasn't really hanging out. Uh, that's uh, but that's hanging out with Has Jeremiah. Has anybody met me? That is literally hanging out with me. Yeah. You got that from your father. Jeremiah, yeah. <laughs> this is how the conversation went. Jeremiah called Rex and said, hey, Rex, you want to hang out at Danny's house on Thursday? And Rex said, sure, I'll go over there, and Susan will be there to see what the wedding's like. Could you bring that and 20 by 40 tent? Exactly. That's how it went down. <laughs> 
Yeah, Donnie's uh, Donnie's a very well established moral. He walked up just as we were done building it and said, "All right, let's go." Yeah, <laughs> he had a let's have out. a beer. Danny, you want to drive my car? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go Make sure you get it on video and give it to my wife. <laughs> so, the, Danny and Donnie have a have a story that we will share, and we're not going to let them hold this one back. So, if people start to start to, if they try to retreat from this, we're going to rely on the chat people to fight us back, fight forward. We went to a Bills game, another family reunion. Probably, mm-hmm. God, the Colts are still good. So this is probably they weren't four that years good. Ago. They got beat by the Bills. Well, they were supposed <laughs> to be good that year, and I think we still made the playoffs. But it's been it's been three years ago. Maybe it was no, the first it was a shit crap, season. Crap season. Yeah. First, first crap season. First bad season. Yeah, that was Rex Ryan's first home game. So it was when he took it over was the, the team. opening day. Opening Colts day. Bills in mm-hmm. Buffalo, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm like uh, we the, the year before Donnie, Danny, and I, my dad, all R- Ronnie, all the morals, all the morals, Dakota. We were like we're circling it. No matter what day it is, we are gonna go. The moral men are gonna go watch Colts Bills in Buffalo. And I'm like I'm just terrified. The schedule's gonna come out and it's gonna be like November 5th, and I'm gonna freeze to death. And the weather's <laughs> gonna be crap. Comes out it's opening weekend. I'm like this is perfect. Gonna be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> we get to Buffalo. It's 47. It's cloudy. Mm-hmm. It's rainy. Yep. It, it was is on my anniversary weekend. <laughs> wow. Were you still celebrating those then? Well, I was supposed to, but I still <laughs> went to Buffalo. <laughs> and Wait, that where that was at? <laughs> he just landed the plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think the show just ended. That was the end of that. Yeah. Um, so, Danny, I think the game was over. Is the game over and we were in the parking lot or is it before the game? You, you, want, me, you want me to help you out here? Yeah, okay. please. So Donnie, Donnie had over. this movie. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> different story. Different story. Okay. It wasn't Donnie's movie. It was Mike and Mark's movie. <laughs> they were living together, so you figure that out. <laughs> Brian, talk to your brother. This uh, is, oh, this is when, there, um, this is what we've written down as the hot dog incident with the Bills. Okay, mafia. I forgot completely about it. I can't believe, how can you forget that? She got me good. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody, and you know, the people listening to this have probably never been to a Bills game. No. And we've they don't know what games. tailgating is really about. Well, we've gotten better at it with Colts games, no, but it's not terrible. the same. It's awful. It's not the same. You have 65-year-old women talking about how great Peyton Manning was and God, <laughs> Jesus loves you. Yeah. That's the Colts. Just hashtag tailgating. Bills Mafia on the internet and look at some of those videos. And you can you'll see what it's like. It is uh, debauchery at its highest the, level. The Bills Mafia is uh, approaching Indy Five Hundred infield level. Oh, approaching. Uh, well, I've never been there. So. Approaching someday. Wow, someday. So it's uh, you know there's uh, people are just drunk and doing whatever they're doing debauchery out in the the parking lots, and there's so tens the- of thousands of people around that they party before. Uh, usually, uh, some you can go to the RV lot, come in the day before. And start partying. So Buffalo Stadium, like downtown Indianapolis is where the Colts Stadium is. Mm-hmm. You saw that on the way in. It yeah, is it is in the heart of the city or on the south side of the city. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Stadium is an orchard park, which mm-hmm. is a suburb, probably 25 yeah, miles out. out of the city. Yep. So the stadium and the Bills training facility are just in this residential area. Mm-hmm. And then you've got just giant parking lots surrounding it. There's nothing else around. There's no bars. There's no place to go. For, you, know, you basically just have to bring your stuff in. Story for you. Right. I'm a right. professional radio host. Uh, you, first, you need to get up on the mic, Danny. Se- oh, we talked about this Just already, Danny. Second, so it's so we have big to, that we have the to, public. Yeah. This so is Jeremiah's so, show. Sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's so big that the public gets involved, and all the people that live around New Era Stadium 
Um, Richfield. Sure. Wait, is it? Uh, it's New Ralph Era Wilson. now. Ralph, Ralph Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, it's changed a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, they yeah, actually get goes. in on it. So they'll charge you 25, 30 bucks to park and allow you to just have your debauchery in their backyard. <laughs> it is Come the craziest the thing to down. see houses in the suburbs and they're parking if 120 you, cars. If you want to burn a couch, game. do you have to bring your own or can you get the, house, the one out of the, cow, out of the house? Uh, well, it? the thing is you got to bring your own tables. That's their thing. You have to jump off the top of the car. Smash the table. So when the yes. Bills made the playoffs, uh, you, you saw that video. Yeah, your family. Yeah, well, they, they reenacted it down in uh, down well, in Sarah, in. It, it uh, was halftime, and the Bills needed some juice. Um, <laughs> so I painted, you know, go Bills on a table, and I had my son jump off the top of my truck and <laughs> smash the table. <laughs> Put it on video. Didn't do him any good. Didn't though. help. We had Tyrod Taylor. The loss to the Titans should the be Titans. better this year, though. Jags. Yeah, God, you're killing me. Oh, my God. All right, the hot dog story. You want to hear the hot yes. dog story? Yes, all right, let's get into okay. it. Oh, we're back to that. All right. Yes. <laughs> Circling back around. Cousin, circle the wagons. Cousin Rick walked out. He's tired of us already. So uh, we come out of the stadium, and if, and if anybody's ever uh, been to a Bills game, when you come out of the stadium, you don't say anything to anybody. You just walk. If someone's getting beat up, you just walk. Because as soon as you stop, you're getting hit. <laughs> I mean, it is. And anybody, and I told these guys, um, Take your indie jerseys yeah, we're and put a stuff. jacket over on your on your way out. I wore a cold Especially jacket. Especially if the Bills lose, you're going to get hit <laughs> with either beer or fists. So just please, let's just, you know, take it out. So usually after the game, you don't want to just pull right out because you get stuck in traffic. Well, so no it, one ever should. Right, right. So uh, usually you cook food, you drink some more beer. And uh, so we're sitting there, and we we went back to our cat, our, our little camp that we had set up, and um, so this these two women walk by that just are just wasted, completely drunk, and uh, they walk up and they're like, um, they they start talking to us, and and we're like, who the heck are these people? Yeah, they're talking. And Danny dad. his anniversary, you know, he's there, <laughs> and she looks right at Danny and and or she says, hey, can I have a hot dog? And everyone starts laughing, like, who are these two people? And so someone gives them a raw hot dog on a bun, and they start eating. And, oh, this is so good. Nom, nom. And a she, raw hot dog. It was a yes. That's probably, how drunk they were. So. And they, for some reason, all of a sudden, they snap, and they looked at Danny, and they go, where are you from? <laughs> and he goes, I'm from Indianapolis. Whack! Smacks him right across the face. <laughs> but then she looked at me like she didn't. I didn't know if she wanted to, like, fight me. Or, or kiss you. Yeah. Or take me into the van. I couldn't tell. And my dad, he just looks at it and he goes, nope, other way. Walked away. <laughs> yeah, all the older morals like, yeah. just turned around and walked to the other side of the camp. And we're, the rest of us were watching the train wreck going, <laughs> this what happens There's next? There's been a lot of times I've deserved to be slapped. <laughs> that Not that time, though. It, was, it just came from nowhere. Yeah. And she was like a typical Buffalo girl. Like, eh, mildly pretty. So, oh God! Don't go down. That so, <laughs> you got slapped because she obviously knew someone that knew you from Indy. <laughs> Evidently, she goes, "Where are you from?" I was like, "Indy," and she's like, "Indy," and I go, "Apples." <laughs> <laughs> and by the time I got it out of my mouth, she hit me in the face, open-handed. <laughs> was it a harsh one? <laughs> it was. <laughs> It would have taken glasses off your face. Like, she oh slapped the was shit yeah. out of me. What did you do to this woman? I told her where I was from. You came from Indiana. Yeah, uh, anybody, like I said, anybody coming out of that stadium, the, the drunkenness that goes on, at, 
I mean, people just get hammered on the way out of there, just punched Cousin, for no uh, other reason other than to have because they have a uh, the opposing team's jersey on. Cousin Brian Morrill was in the chat reporting that uh, she ate several raw hot dogs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. I would. I don't even know what to say about this. I still have a mark. What's What's next on the uh, the you old do? show notes, Dakota? Let me see it. Let me see the mark. It's so, under the. It's why I had to start growing a beard. Oh, you poor guy. Trying to cover it up. All right, Donnie, tell me about the time that you dressed up and uh, played in a Kiss cover band. Mm, yeah. Well, that's uh, my wife. She works in one of the hospitals in, down there in Southwest Florida, and they had a uh, fundraiser. So uh, I got asked to uh, be Gene Simmons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, you know, we got, um, you know, we had four old guys or four old guys, and then uh, we all decided to do it and made our own costumes. Our wife did the makeup. I mean, it it, it looked pretty. It looked really well. Um, even made my own shoes, platform shoes, out of sneakers and painted them black and put big blocks on them. But um, yeah, it was a good time. We won. It was a real go. good time. Yeah, you were, uh, I think that by that time, I was friends with you on Facebook. Yep. And I kept seeing you post pictures inside <laughs> your garage of, like, You're different. Building something. What yeah, is this guy doing? The different things from Hobby Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like, they were from um, uh, Goodwill. So I'd go oh, to Goodwill, nice. and I'd get the shoulder pads, and then I'd go get, like, Hobby Lobby, the, the foam triangles. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. How'd you make the shoes? I took a pair of sneakers mm-hmm. that were, uh, and I just took them and drew out. Uh, I had some old blocks of wood, so I put two of them together and screwed all the blocks together. <laughs> and I didn't want the sneakers anymore anyway, so I just screwed the sneakers right onto the blocks and uh, found an old uh, found an old pair of sandals and then put the sandal uh, soles right onto the wood, and I had like. Six inch heels. Yeah, that was awesome. platform shoes. Yeah, the, the costumes. Seriously, we might actually have to find a picture of those and and post them on our Facebook page because they were it was good. You guys did a good. My job. wife and uh, the other guys' wives and the, the makeup that they did for us. Oh my god, it I, looked fantastic. It did. In the photos that I saw. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that was that, that was, was a incredible. really good time. Just so okay, I uh, I want to know a little bit more about being a helicopter medic. Okay. I want to know if like how much more difficult exactly is it than being just in an ambulance? Okay. Uh well, everybody starts in that that realm. So that's how you get to it. You start in an ambulance well, or or you start in an ER. I don't I don't know how yeah, any so, of it works. So so our, our you know most uh medevac's crew configurations are one pilot, one nurse, one medic. And um you know, you go to school, you uh, the nurse is on their side. Like three years or more, either in an ER or an ICU, you know, kind of busy. Um, and then they'll come to the company with all of their, I call them the alphabet That was the classes. badass sniff, by the way. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm you a know. badass. Yeah. Got it. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Listen, I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else does. I use both legs. Oh, well, that's because you're special. Yeah. I thought this was supposed to be a roast on Jeremiah. Oh, no worry. We are going to circle back to that. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> well, we just ran out of time. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, most of the guys we get are, um, let me just put it this way, that the, the people that I work with and I've worked with for the last six years, uh, they're tip of the spear people. They're A-type personalities. They've been doing this a long time. Um, 
frankly, they're they're a lot better than some of the ER doctors that I've worked with. Wow. I mean, the, the things that they can do and the, the procedures that they can do and, and um, uh, the, you know, how they take care of patients, how they look at problems and solve them immediately. Um, it impresses me so much with how little you may have in, yeah. in like, in an ambulance that you use. And it's I took a tour of one once for day camp at church and we walked through with the kids it was and you look in there and there's like you've got to have a basically a full operating room in there Mm -hmm. if somebody Mm -hmm. needs something on the way to another place and it's it's just crazy how quickly they know okay i need this this and this for this patient so i can treat them i mean on a serious note um what we do uh i mean it's super important i mean for trauma patients we're getting them where they have to go without the middle step Mm -hmm. so um you know, forever it was always take the patients to the local ER, look at them stabilized, we'll put them on an ambulance, and we'll take them to the trauma center. Now we can get people within an hour Direct to that to trauma. trauma center. So you can get uh, <coughs> someone's going to be getting blood. They're going to be getting uh, blood products, plasma, mm-hmm. TXA, fluids. Um, if they need some kind of procedures like uh, putting a chest tube in, we do that. Really? Oh, on wow. the road while they're rolling. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So you drop like a uh, uh, drain in lungs or whatever? Kind of chest tube, or what's where's the chest uh, tube going? So, so uh, right here. So you just make a slice on either side, and then you insert the tube. It's for someone that has uh, like a hemothorax or pneumothorax, which is. Uh, I went to business school, so I need more. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, let me help you out. So if the um, if one of your lungs burst, yes, okay, like a balloon. So if you have a balloon inside of an enclosed cavity, the blood and the air that comes out of that lung is now pushing against the rest of the cavity, which pushes on the heart that doesn't allow it to beat. Okay. So what you want to do is relieve that pressure. And you relieve that pressure, life. and then you're putting your your pumping you put oxygen a tube back in. in. Well, no, you put you're, a tube in to drain all that out. Right. Then you put a tube down their throat and and put positive pressure down there, and it yep. reinflates the lung. Gotcha. I want to welcome uh, Rick to the uh, to the microphone on the other side. Hello. He's uh, covered. Danny had to uh, step out for some reason. Apparently, the Budweiser supply ran out. <laughs> what uh, What are you drinking over there, cousin Rick? I'm also having a Budweiser. I had a question for Donnie. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. What, what's like a example of a a cutoff thing like open heart surgery. We don't do open heart surgery. <laughs> where, where, at what point do you just say we can't go any further on this in a helicopter? We don't. You'll try some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> You'll try some weird shit. Uh, so uh, even if we had, even if we got to the roadside and, and somebody's heart had already stopped and they're already doing CPR on them, CPR on them, we actually have devices that we put on them that will do the CPR for us while we're doing yeah. the rest of those things. Yeah, those are incredible. Oh, yeah. And it. then we'll get them to the trauma center. And and, and the thing is, it, blood and giving blood products and fluids and TXA is a game changer. Um, it you, used to be cold steel, have... bright lights, and surgeons. Now it's that's the adjunct to get them to, to keep them alive long enough to get to those surgeons. So do you guys have, like, all the different blood types sitting on there ready to go, or is it just O negative and that's what We you, have two O negatives, two O positives, and uh, a uh, plasma. You do a quick blood test to see what's going on? Nope. Or how do you know? Like, how do you know if it's O positive or O negative? Okay, so the uh, females usually get the O negative because of the RH factor in it. Okay. Um, hmm. Because it's it's the universal donor. Right. So, well, yeah, o negative, so, anybody can have. O positive, though, you've got to have the positive. Right. So if we're if if a woman is childbearing age, they'll get the O negative. Okay. Um, if we've gotten to the point where we've given all that blood and we have to go get into the O positive to keep them alive, we'll actually let the receiving hospital know that we've given them O positive. And then they'll give the correct medications to reverse those it. effects. Yep. Gotcha. Oh, if, cool. if they weren't a positive. Right. If they're a positive, then it's no big deal. Right. Yep. Right. Okay. I didn't even know that medication for that existed. I didn't either. 
Hmm? How does that? I give blood every time I'm available to. Do you really? Yeah. What's your blood type? O positive. Oh, well. I'm, pretty... on, I'm on the plane. I'm not good enough. <laughs> helicopter, helicopter, excuse me. I'm not good enough to Sarah, give blood. Sarah's tried to give blood a number of times. And her At veins least don't twice. Work. My veins are too small. They can never oh. find one that's big enough. Those are big. Mm. I'll tell you, those are big catheters they use. Yeah. You. It's probably because of the heroin. Yeah. I wow. Don't, I don't do heroin, so that'd be really wow. hard. You never um, know. You, not you, currently. Sarah's right. got us peeking over here. I'm sorry. It's all right. Yeah, she's it's not. It's my up. booming voice. I did notice on some of the notes here that uh, you're talking about calls that we've been on that you like to talk mm-hmm. about and things like that. That's um, So I've been doing it since 1992. Um, a lot of things keep me up at night, absolutely. It was uh, 1992 when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Wow, you're killing about me here. About 500 uh, years late. <laughs> No, and, but uh, I was I was, I, in, I was in elementary school, and I, I distinctly remember my elementary school teacher writing 1992 and explaining that to me at the time. That was four years before Dakota was born, and two years the, after Sarah was born. Yep. The year that my dad graduated high school. Your dad wow. and I were in school at the same time. <laughs> Jump out of a third-story building. Um, so anyway, there's a lot of things that keep me up at night still. I mean, uh, it's been how many years? I mean, we're, we're working on 26, 27. So, um, and I see that your sister's now... Getting married to a firefighter. She is. Um, <laughs> We've got a dog trying to break into the studio. He's trying to break nice. in. Hey, Dakota, we need a new studio, man. Yeah, I think we do, too. Let's make that happen. So, um, so yeah, yeah. my baby sister got engaged uh, last mm-hmm. month, and uh, June of next year, Hannah's marrying uh, the amazing Stephen Davis, who's a fireman down in Shelby County. I, nice. I think that a really good date for Stephen to have proposed would have been uh, July 7th of this year. I disagree. <laughs> I Still on the phone. I like June 10th. Honestly, or whatever what day it was. More romantic than that. I'm worried that no, Stephen Davis is going to no. go with it. I think Stephen, really uh, not Stephen Davis. Uh, I'm very concerned that, that Chase Payton's going to do it on on seven seven. I would imagine. Yeah, it's going to be like the. Uh, he needs to wait till about seven eight. It's going to be like Andy uh, Andy Bernard. <laughs> yeah. be like the moment just felt right, <laughs> and then and then he uh, he pops down on the knee just before the garter toss. Yeah. <laughs> Chase, if you as do long that, as, it, as long as it's not during the ceremony, Chase, I'll be okay. Chase, if you do that, we're never going fishing again. Sarah will forbid it. Sarah's not your boss. I'm just saying. She'll take <laughs> not away, yet. She'll take so, away your fishing privileges. Sarah, one thing I wanted to talk about with you was what part of Jeremiah's house are you going to remodel when you become the queen? The first thing that needs to be remodeled, honestly, would be the uh, master bathroom. Mm. The wallpaper is awful. It's not remodeling. That's redecorating. That's redecorating, really. I don't know. We we do want to have the floors redone in the kitchen. That would be nice. That what's cool. What's your budget? About twelve thousand. About it's, forty bucks. It's whatever we can get Rex and Aaron to team up on. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Sarah, no, but Sarah the floor, went to the Jeremiah Moral Free Free Labor School. The floor in hey, the kitchen. Hey, we're having a house party. Next thing you know, hey, we're ripping out a subfloor. That uh-huh. would be fun. I sound. It sounds like a great time. But the Did floor in the kitchen's a little uneven. So it'd be nice to have a nice flat surface because, as Jeremiah already knows, I spent a lot of time in there. So Barefoot in the kitchen? Yeah, not pregnant. Oh, not yet. Way. Maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week. I got tricked into installing Jared's sub pump, actually, that way. Yeah. Everybody has that's a word. Here, come up with beer yeah, yeah, that's thing. Cousin Rick. I didn't even own the house yet at that point, <laughs> Rick. Uh, and the Mexicans he, across the street were making fun of us. They thought it was hilarious that we were doing their work. Yeah, he dragged you. <laughs> he dragged you all the way from Illinois just to put a sump pump in. I believe that was Indy Five Hundred weekend. Uh, he makes the journey every single year for yeah. Indy Five Hundred weekend. With it's me. like going to Mecca. Yeah, it's uh, he. This is 
Okay, this is a we're gonna have to call total audible. Rick, uh, cousin Rick's on the show, and uh, he makes the trip for the uh, for the Indy 500 every year. Mm-hmm. Explain to Dakota what he misses. Show him the pictures. Though. <laughs> We've Danny. already had multiple. Actually, I've lost those pictures, Danny. And <laughs> someone's been not very helpful in getting them replaced. Uh, you need to uh, you need to be using the microphone for the uh, for the folks on that are watching to listen. What, what do you, why do you go? You don't care about race cars. Why do you come to Indiana every May? I go for the party. Yeah, <laughs> I go people watching. I don't. I've watched maybe the cars go by once in four years. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I'm not really interested in the race. He likes yeah. to think see things in pairs a lot. Yeah, so like if they go neck and neck around the corner. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. They go so exciting. <laughs> it's like NPR with Nick or Rick. NPR with Rick. <laughs> Didn't take long. Uh, his name is Rick Riven German. That's the uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is his official name on the show. Jingleheimer Schmidt. Rick Riven German. His right, name, you got the pronunciation right too. That's his great. name is my name too. Whenever we go out, <laughs> yeah. Alan Il, Alan Millerini is in the chat. And he wants to know. There's a race that weekend. He goes for the show too. Hmm. All right. So uh, should we? Move Alan's on? wife got a show. Holy. Oh my God! Yeah, Alan's wife got a show this last year at the track. Danny has borrowed Sarah's microphone, and we apologize to everybody listening. <laughs> that was terrifying. <laughs> no, I'm just leaving it at that. Okay. Oh, that that was the that was the story. That was yeah, the joke. A, a fragmented all. sentence. All right, <laughs> good story. In the uh, in the world of news, we're going to turn to Dakota Davis and check in on the uh, the news desk and what's happened this week because we do pretend to be a show that delivers you some news. Yeah, we try to. It's only been fifty minutes without any news stories. But 40, Forty-four on the. Podcast I enjoy talking feed. to Donnie, and I'm excited to hear his story afterwards. Yeah, but, uh, of course. The Libertarian Party National Convention. Jeremiah, did we go to that? Being the Libertarians uh, <clears throat> as high up in the food chain as we are. So uh, Sarah Potter uh, was railing on me last fall. When are we going to buy our convention tickets? When are we going to go to the national convention? Are we going to buy these tickets? And I'm like, girl, you're going to be engaged by then. You don't even know. So <laughs> stop asking. You just keep picking at me. And uh, so we never bought our tickets. That's why we I didn't go. I was ready to swipe my card and yeah. get my ticket. Spend big so money. So we go to NOLA. You wanted to buy the, the early pre-tickets so that we could uh We, we got to save those pennies where we can't. First string well, water. <laughs> I will tell you one thing. I saw uh, James Weeks the second. Uh, stripped naked during the 2016 convention. Horrible. I saw it on video, and uh, I decided then that I had zero desire to go to the national convention. You and I had talked about going together. We yeah, talked, we at talked one point, about, we talked about it, making then, it a trip and having some fun. It was kind of like the Indy 500. The more I thought about it, the more <laughs> I just didn't want to go. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I, I watched uh, probably 60 to 70 percent of the the national convention on the Libertarian Party's Facebook feed. It's yep. a four day convention, and it's a business meeting. And I determined two things. One, it is absolute horror to have to go and sit through it. Two, I absolutely, I think I hate every single delegate Michigan sends. <laughs> like, every, Michi- the state of Michigan, everybody they sends is a train wreck. They've got a communist who ran for national chairman. They have a guy who got arrested running for Congress and as a protester. Okay, Jeremiah, he's an anarcho-communist. It's the same. I don't, I don't, need, to, I don't need buckets All that are that defined. All communists are communists. They have the guy that was, uh, we, uh, we'll just use the word. There was a guy that was waving around dildos, a guy named Jeff Wood, who apparently yep. thought that would help us win elections. There was uh, the guy that who stripped naked last year, or two years ago. And then there was uh, 
there was uh, another guy that just uh, was disgusting, apparently. I heard about that one later. Yep. It was the same guy waving things around. No, it's a different guy. It's a different yeah. guy. No, yeah. different. Rex and Susan, oh, Rex and Susan explained ate. it. Was yes. he from Buffalo? Okay. No, they're all Michigan people. They and then and then threw it on the field as Tom Brady was running <laughs> in the end zone. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the people from Michigan, now, unfortunately, they're like the, they call themselves the Audacious Caucus or whatever, and they think that being crazy and getting attention okay. is going to help. So let's get into that. We had, what, 840 delegates at the Libertarian National Convention? Yeah, because every Why state Why are has... we divided into caucuses as a national party that's that small? Well, they're not that small. They would send. They could send many more, but right. each state has an allocation. So they could have sent 5,000 people, but yeah, there's but only so that, many delegate spots available. That's how many... That's how many delegates... Yeah, exactly. But we're still... I mean, why? Why you don't hear about these radical caucuses even in the Republican Party? You hear uh, about you like hear two, about caucus, two major caucuses. You in hear the about it in Congress. Party. I don't know yeah. on the congressional, like uh, on, the on the national convention level. side. I have no, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I, I hate all of it. We so they they had their uh, their elections were going in. Yeah. And uh, Nick Sarwark has been the is the chairman, and he he was uh, seeking his third chair, term as chair. He was elected in, at the one national convention I attended. They were in Columbus, Ohio about four years ago. I attended that one, and Nick was elected to be chairman. And then he was reelected in Orlando, and then this time in, uh, in New Orleans, he was elected, reelected again. It was like 65%. He had a huge landslide over a guy named Josh Smith and then uh, another dude. And then the uh, I guess the, the socialist ran, and he had nobody. He literally in the debate, that was the other thing. The socialist didn't even want to win. He's like, don't vote for me. He can't afford to travel. He can't afford to go to this stuff. He's like, all right, don't know him for me. Well, you're an embarrassment. Whatever. Is he just a paper candidate? No, yeah. he was well, trying to run just to get the time to explain his ridiculous views. Yeah, so the Libertarian Party, it's it's the Libertarian Party Socialist Caucus, yes. which seems like some sort of an enigma because they seem it's to be oxymoron. mutually exclusive yeah, absolutely. in names. <laughs> so that was that's what was interesting, is because he literally ran so that he could go up and he could get the airtime behind the podium to advertise that Libertarian caucus. Libertarian socialism. So, because obviously everybody's like, these people are idiots, and we just we shouldn't even send them at all to the... Those two words don't even go together. No. Okay. Yeah, it was... yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm saying they're totally mutually exclusive. They don't work. But he wanted, that's the entire reason he ran. And he just, he legitimately didn't want to get elected. But the highly contested race was between Joshua Smith. Well, it was the race. He, but the two top people were Joshua Smith and the current chair, Nick Sarwark. Yeah, so Josh Smith traveled around to like 13 17. different, 17 states. Yes. Uh, and he, I, I met him at our, our state convention. He attended that. We made him juggle. He juggled for me on Snapchat. It was on my, it was it was on my Snapchat story. He, was, he seemed like a good dude. I'd never Very met him nice before. Guy. Yeah, he was definitely a dude that I'd sit down and have beers with. But Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm glad that Nick is the chairman again. Nick is very pragmatic. Nick is a very stoic individual. He's not radical by any sense of the word. And he just isn't going to be an embarrassment. Watching... Uh, Watching that four-day convention or three-day convention on YouTube, there are so many people that go to a microphone and want to sound like the smartest guy in the room, yeah. and they have a point of information or a point of personal privilege. The job that Nick Sarwark does, I would want to just—it was horrifying. I would hate it. I would hate every minute of it. Yeah, I—I I couldn't imagine ever being in that position. I couldn't imagine taking Tim McGuire's position. He's the state, on the state level. So, the second good piece of information that came out was. Uh, Alex Merced, is that how Merced. you pronounce it then? 
Sarah says it's Merced, so it's Merced. Merced, not Merced. My understanding. At least that's how Lions of Liberty pronounce it. He's a New Yorker. We'll we'll follow their lead. But uh, he was elected as the vice chair. Why is that big news? Because his name is not Arvin Vora. (laughs) Correct. Absolutely correct. Arvin was the uh, the vice chairman who served for a few years, and in the last year he decided he wanted to uh, to get attention, and he did some... Uh, uh, he was very, very abrasive on purpose and did n- nothing but hurt our candidates, in my view. So yeah, uh, absolutely, he did. Arvin, uh, Arvin ran, and I think he finished fourth against uh, that th- James Weeks dude. Decided he was going to run too. Arvin beat him. That was the only guy he beat. He beat Noda and uh, the naked guy, and that was it. <laughs> so uh, there were there were basically Arvin was running for reelection. Alex uh, Merced ran from New York State. He was a former U.S. Senate candidate, and I think he's involved in a number of. He has Other a podcast. High, yeah, he's got a podcast. Yeah. Man, his podcasters, maybe we should run. Uh, except it would be terrible. And then uh, Joe Haltman and Sam Goldstein ran for vice chairman Both as well. Yeah. Two Indiana people. Libertarian guys. Uh, and they uh, are Indiana guys. And they uh, they did very well. Joe wound up finishing second, and Sam was third. Uh, they both traveled. I think Joe spent a little more time traveling the state in the Joe, debates. Joe, Joe traveled, and Joe did tremendously well in the debates. Yeah. He, he presented did. himself. He presented his ideas and and his own strong suits very, very well. I was really impressed with Joe. Um, I, I I really enjoyed listening to him behind the podium. One of these days, we need to uh, we need to get Joe back on the show. We've I had Sam Gold. Uh, we've had uh, Tim McGuire on, and Joe's offered. We've not had Joe on yet. One of these days, we'll schedule we'll show Joe I was, schedule Joe on the show. I was on We Are Libertarians with Joe. Yeah. Well, at one time. So you that, remember what wall episode that was? Oh, I have no <laughs> idea. That was a long <laughs> time ago. That was something? whenever Greg Lenz was still a co-host. Oh, man. Yeah. Rest a in peace. A long time something? ago. Rest in peace. Yeah, unfortunately, he's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. in peace. Oh, rest uh, in peace. And then uh, Sam Goldstein didn't win the vice chair race, but he is on the LNC. So the Libertarian National Committee. He was uh, elected at large. So congratulations, Sam. He was the number one vote getter by the in, by the way. Uh, and then oh, there was a I accidentally trolled Spangle. Did you hear about that one? Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, there's a lady named Mary Ruart from Texas who uh, who meant to nominate another guy named Chris, a guy named Chris Thasher from the Libertarian bet, National you know Convention. What? I think you're going to tell this story again in a couple weeks. Oh, did I? Yeah, I think you're going to tell this story. If I, oh, I'm going to look into my crystal ball, and I bet that on episode 69 you tell this exact story. Oh, maybe you guys should wait for that. <laughs> just know, just know that it was the greatest troll job in the history of New Orleans, <laughs> and he yeah, should have accepted. It was. it was a good one. And Michael Schulteis is my uh, is my minion. All thank, right, thank you, Michael. One other interesting thing that happened during the Libertarian Party National Convention was apparently we found out that Ron Paul is still racist. We found we knew that he was racist after the uh, after the controversial uh, all the newsletters that came tuned out. out. You can't say anything bad about Uncle Ron. <laughs> I'm I'm doing this so that we can put a clickbait title in that says "Is Ron Paul racist?" At 55 <laughs> minutes, they're gonna come in. They're gonna be like, what? Why did I have to watch a family reunion to hear about you talking about Ron Paul being uh, racist? I'll just finally. clip that part of the video like I did with Steve Horowitz. All right, or Horowitz. Sorry, but I found out about it actually because of Steve Horowitz and. Uh, what Ron Paul did was he he made a tweet that was calling out cultural Marxism on American campuses. Cousin Rick, do you know who Ron Paul is? I'm, I'm well versed on this story, <laughs> more so than I should probably be. <laughs> He's well versed on this particular story because I'm I'm about guarantee that I've been in the threads that you've been in <laughs> at the same times. So <laughs> so I, here's here's my thing, Doctor Paul. 
I don't, we'll have to Google. Well, I'm going to Google his age while we're looking here. I am not convinced he's running his own Twitter account. He's about 106 None of years them old. Run their own Twitter I don't accounts. think that he, the man has a smartphone. I think Thomas Massey runs his own Twitter account, but I really don't think that Ron Paul runs his own. No, no he just not plays at a national snake level on his phone. Yeah. Yeah. Ron Paul was born. Yeah, just play snake. <laughs> just play snake. <laughs> Ron Paul is 82 years old. He's born in 1935. <laughs> there is no way. Good so he's God. getting he's getting blamed, he, and he could have been president. Uh, he's getting blamed for this tweet, and I think it's a staffer. And I, I know that he, you know, in the 70s or 80s, he had some involvement with some newspapers that were considered to be racist or whatever, um, which, you know, neither here nor there. But I, I don't know that he did this. I'm sure he told an intern to, hey, I want to make a tweet about cultural Marxism. Grab me a meme. And yep. if you type in cultural Marxism meme, it's the Internet. You're going to get something like this. So the uh, the uh, crap, who's the comic that made the that made the image? Do you remember his that name? Made that image? Yeah. I doubt well, he's working if he's Hitler. named. <laughs> No, his. Uh, I'm talking about the guy that made the original one, not the one that he. It's David. Oh, something. is that a riff on something else? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm yeah. Well versed that is a the the one that he posted was an edited version by uh, crap. I can't think of this. It wasn't Ben Garrison either, though. He said but, that, well, that was. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Ben Garrison drew the original comic. Okay. okay. So Ben Garrison. This guy's hijacked all the time. Yeah, he is a conservative, uh, very right wing uh, cartoonist. And his picture was a bunch of, it was actually a bunch of women in, in a line, and they had the, their fist going forward, and it had, a, you know, the communist hammer and sickle, and it said cultural Marxism, and it was punching Uncle Sam in the face. Well, With the right or a left? Right. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. Just curious right. Yeah, right. what strong hand was. You're right. It was the right Paul. hand. You're but right. the, what the... Uh. Dogs barking at Sarah. What the edited image was was um, a bunch of of caricatures of like the the meme uh, supposedly Jewish guy who's like rubbing his hands. Right. You had uh, the the Asian caricature, which was overtly racist. His skin was actually yellow in that one. And then you had a caricature of a black man. So they were all posted over the pictures, blaming all these. Uh, of these minority groups for uh, projecting cultural Marxism in America. And that was the image that was used. That was the image that was picked. And it was like, uh, <laughs> can't defend it. I, no, you can't defend, you can't defend that defend at all. Him. And it was, uh, and I had the same thought. I was like, okay, well, obviously Ron Paul doesn't run his own Twitter account like that. I just left it there, I guess. I didn't I didn't dig into it and I the guy's eighty two, right? I mean at this point he's not in Congress. He's he's a figure he's a figurehead to me. Does he even know right. what Twitter is? Yeah, I, I don't know. But it's attached to a brand and you have to run your brand. Yeah, but at this point yeah. the guy's brand is exactly. selling gold bars to senior citizens. Like I, I don't that is legitimately his brand now. But I thought about it and I was I wanted to leave it there, but then I kept looking at it more and more. And the more I thought about it, I'm like you know what? The man has got a blue check mark by his name. Like, there are literally millions of people across okay. the United States who pay attention to Let's what be he honest. says. You just finally followed me back on Twitter. If you're that angry about not having a blue check mark on Twitter, maybe you need to try harder and not be mad at Uncle right. Ron Paul. I'm I'm going to be slamming Ron Paul until I get a blue check mark on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you tried the real problems? Have you, Rand Paul? Have you tried renaming? <laughs> 
have you tried renaming yourself the real Dakota Davis on Twitter like you did on Instagram? Um, I did on Instagram, and they haven't verified me either. So. Already? You've been on Instagram for four days. Well, you know what? My people reached out to them. No blue check mark. Yeah, it hasn't gone well so far. I tried. Yeah, it's horrible. You can't go, you can't reach these people. Did they're you show they're them brainwashed the... by cultural Marxism. Did you Have you tried them? endorsing Marxism? <laughs> what? Have you tried endorsing Marxism? Oh, oh that my might, God. Yeah, that might actually help. Because those guys get away with everything. <laughs> you think? And they're all blue checks. <laughs> Ask they, Carl. Do, they do all have blue checks. Have you tried... Um, Owen Benjamin showing. doesn't have a blue check anymore. Have you tried showing them the, uh, <laughs> the T-shirt that you have? He's been gulagged. Yeah, he's thrown in the gulag. Your they local celebrity over. T-shirt. Oh, Big Bear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Big Bear. <laughs> uh, cousin Rick spends a lot Who of time. His bike? Cousin Rick spends a lot of time <laughs> running Reddit. Nobody uh, knows that's it. Justin Trudeau. <laughs> in the latest edit, it's hey. Justin Trudeau. Hey, half the people in this room were born three miles from Canada, so be careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can sneak you in there illegally. We've, uh, Danny and I have made landfall in Canada without passports before. Took a picture and left. I think I swam into international waters we, when I visited. We told you that once. It, maybe it was international waters. Was it illegal? Maybe, maybe you made it up. And yeah, I'm was, the was it illegal? <laughs> Were you separated from your family? Yeah, actually, we took, yeah, I guess that was wow. kind of. <laughs> we took Nick out on Barnhart Island and swam past a rock. I'm like, hey, we're in Canada now. I was pumped about it for about 30 years. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Until right now. You had to go like another five, six miles. Yeah, to get I, this Canada. is kind of soul crushing to do with <laughs> <laughs> No, Nick. You were in Canada. I was buddy. in Canada. I was in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, pretty good. It was a good weekend until now. And now, Nick, I, I may need an extra groomsman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fairly large one. <laughs> if the tux is right. How's that fit? <laughs> oh, cousin Rick has uh, is, is got me sweating bullets. Sarah doesn't even know yet. Uh, <laughs> he's not yet. What an awesome time to announce it. <laughs> he's not yet opened up the suit and checked it. To see, uh, to see how it fits. Maybe that might happen. Sarah is talking without a microphone. <laughs> I have a point, pair of gray pants so that we can one shove on each you side. In. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Two girls for every guy. See, here's the thing. That would be a like good song. When when you're like <laughs> oh, two days away from your wedding, you really just stop caring. You're like, I'll get married at the end of the day. I'll be fine. We'll have a party afterwards. We'll get to see friends and family. Yeah, Photoshop is amazing. Like, we'll oh, fix all the tests. Not a big deal. Yeah. That's fine. Poor Matt Gallegos it's is going to have all fine. kinds of work because Nick couldn't take something out of a bag. Rick couldn't take <laughs> something out of a bag. It was Rick? in a box. <laughs> you haven't even taken it out of the box yet? No, I told you I wanted you to see me break the seal. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he wants you to the watch. Tape. <laughs> it's easier to Do it Saturday. He will be the wrinkled groomsman. <laughs> right. Like I said, I my really dad hope. has like three extra jackets <laughs> because they sent him. So he's like, I need a 48 short. And whenever they sent him a jacket, it was like a 42. And he's like, no, I like he took a picture of it in a there's like six inches between each button. Obviously, you need a little bit more. No, that's not six inches. <clears throat> and that's <laughs> definitely not what. Uh, yeah. Is this what normally happens when Danny comes in? Yes, yeah. it is. Danny's a train wreck. <laughs> so he got he ordered another jacket. He's like, I need a larger jacket. Send in the pictures because that's what you do with this uh, tux company, the brisket tux. The black tux. Okay, the black tux. We use their name. Okay, cool. And so my dad sends photos and he gets the jacket back. And instead of a 42, it's a 40. <laughs> So now it's eight inches too small. And he's like, I need a 48 short. Like, I know what I need. I've tried on jackets before. And so he finally 
They sent him the right jacket. He's going to be good to go for Saturday. Now, I feel like Cousin Rick's going to be okay, though. He did get professionally measured, so I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. By you or by someone else? No, he got no. professionally measured. They did it for free, but I tipped. I tipped Very my nice. measurer. Very nice. Tell her to, what, what kind oh, of tip? $5. Just the tip? <laughs> Was just, it just the tip? No more burnouts. Oh, I already got in trouble. <laughs> Oh, man. There are Budweiser's flying across the camera. We Yankees. have a couple more things we're supposed to uh, Is that like a sponsor? The list. Uh, not yet. But if they want to reach out, we do have a studio to pay for. Or if there's any local business watching us, hit us up on the DMs and we have some conversations to have. I hope there's no local businesses watching this episode. It's a really good beer. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be honest. This is the kind of fun episode that I want them to, I want a company that's going to sponsor the show to be comfortable with this sort of a thing. I want them to be comfortable with it, but I only want them to listen to we, the part where we read off their name. <laughs> <laughs> we might have crossed off the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. All right, let's get into the next topic, and so, that is uh, Walmart. And they had released some uh, T-shirts for men. They were like basketball type jerseys, and they said "impeach," where the last name would be. What are you doing to me, Jeremiah? I'm making adjustments. Jeremiah, I had this all He's fixed, turning knobs. and now you come in here and you start turning on knobs. Pretty I'm, soon, I'll be complaining again about how quiet the podcast is yep, compared to the right. bumpers. Sarah, every week I work on this, and then every week your fiance. Do you comes have any idea what it's knobs. like to have six co-hosts that are holding microphones at different levels today? <laughs> no. I, I do. <laughs> I do know what it's like because I have headphones on. But anyway, Maga. yes. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, I just, I just like to make to fun debate. of Maxine Waters. <laughs> <laughs> Walmart made the uh, Walmart made the T-shirts. Said impeach forty-five. They also made baby onesies. that said it. How weird is that? Does My anyone else think it's will not have political beliefs at that age? They will mm. do whatever we maybe, say. Maybe you don't know. They can't talk. <laughs> Does anyone else think it's cooler that they call him forty-five and that that it's not at all? That's it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's like not, forty-five. It sounds cool. What number is he? He's the 45th. He's 45th. Right. But so, they call him 45 because they don't want to say President Trump. Who's yeah. that? Who's they? It's the, the resistance they. <laughs> yeah. Maxine So Waters. anyways, they think that that's like holding them back. I think that sounds way cooler. I agree with you. Call me I 45. Think it I'm cool. going to be all about it. I don't even really like Trump, but I do agree that it sounds cooler. I like Trump. Okay. <laughs> I know you do. Does any of this <laughs> worry you guys at all? Like... Somebody I watch Bill Maher. I, I never watch this show, but I turn the TV on. No, only night. family watches this. And then, <laughs> they all know. No, no, no. I mean, seriously, I, Bill Maher was on with uh, Michael Moore, and it was right near the end of the show. Hi, puppy. I think they're talking. I mean, they're practically talking about open warfare between the two sides. Yeah. I mean, how did we get to this point? There, yeah, there, there's legitimate... I know there was like and trending on Twitter today was uh, it was Civil War number two letters okay, and it was a joke right so those are supposed to be jokes but there are legitimate talks so your your boy Alex Jones by legitimate people uh, <laughs> he uh, he sent out some sort of a <coughs> ill advised unnecessary uh, there's the Civil War two he made some. Right, but some, Alex, some Jones, for, Alex for Jones wasn't the first the person to, to bring this up. There was a mainstream article, I think it was in the Washington Post, about how currently in America the, the United States is experiencing what's called a soft civil war by foreign relations but, experts. But your boy Alex said he was going to do it on, and it was going to happen on Independence Day? Yeah, well, he had this conspiracy theory that there was going to be that leftists were planning on attacking major American cities. I think that came from the QAnon stuff, which I'm not into. Yeah. That, 
it that was never so that's where the joke side came from but there are legitimate reporters and legitimate media outlets that have been talking about this is this a lot like uh, when cousin rick almost didn't come to your bachelor party because there was going to be a purge Yes. Hey, right. booby, my house is still booby trapped from that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 cousin Rick, did you get a present like after you got back from the bachelor party? From my bachelor party. Uh, there was an empty jar. Did on it? My front lawn. Did it come back filled by any chance? No. Dang it. We're out of season. On, on the That's a shame. I don't know did what you this have is a balloon. About. Was there a balloon attached? Yeah, none of it was attached though when I got to it. It was. <laughs> A jar. The look on Sarah's face. And a is balloon. Not good. And then way down at the end of the house, there was a card. It must have been blown away. Mostly illegible. It's a shame. So when I. But uh, I knew I was going to disappoint someone when I showed up with no honey this <laughs> week. I just didn't know who it was. It's okay. Did you not sign your name? Speaking. Uh, of, it was illegible. Speaking of bachelor party. No more. Jeremiah's bachelor party. We ran out of time. My favorite part of that was when Nick goes, Rick, cousin Rick. <laughs> to the the waitress that served you. Is this bar stool? Yeah, that, that, okay. ser- that served sure. you uh, three glasses of Fireball. Yeah. <laughs> when Nick tells the bartender, Rick, I have a crush on your face. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite. We got yep. doubles all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> doubles became quadruples I, for Jared. I, I, I hear you think I have a nice butt. <laughs> I also have a crush on your face. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I tell that story all the time. <laughs> That was my favorite moment. By I wonder far. if she does. I don't know. I, don't, I, think I, I think about her sometimes. I've got a feeling she probably doesn't care about you. Unless you love that one. I'm, I'm, we're having a show meeting right now. Yeah. I don't know anything about that story. Oh, we're already, man, we're already. That's what I mean. At, we're we're at, already at we're, we're an hour eight, final thoughts And we got here. 47 people to do final thoughts with. I know. So. We're already there, man. All right. Good enough. It's time. We have, all right. Let's start, let's start to initiate final thoughts and see how we do. You're listening to the Boss Hog Liberty Podcast. It's Jeremiah Morrill, Dakota Davis, Danny Morrill, Donnie Morrill, Sarah Potter to be Morrill, and cousin Rick German. Riven. What will it be this German. time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick Riven German. That that's the that's the list. It's the official name. All right, Donnie, have you Could watched enough her. to know what final thoughts is? This is your chance to promote things. No. Things you care about. You never I, make there, it to the there end. is one thing, and, and we were going to talk about that story that we were, and it circles back. Not that story. The video story? Dang no, it. Story. <laughs> I want to hear it so bad, Donnie. Um, in all seriousness. Do them like you did Donnie. That's no, one, of favorite, one of my no. favorite Bob and Tom bits. Good God. <laughs> anyway, on, on, a, on a serious note, uh, yes. anybody that's been doing this side of the business uh, for as many years as I have. Uh, when you say the business, you mean the industry? Industry, yes, emergency services. So it's police, fire, rescue, um, even you know, even ER stuff. Uh, one of the things that we don't really call attention to is PTSD and uh, suicides by firefighters, paramedics, police officers, soldiers coming back from war. Um, there's a um, code green campaign that uh, it actually is out there that uh, draws attention to the to what goes on and. Uh, to circle back to those stories, it's that's one thing you really never ask somebody that's been doing this job, because there are so many, there are so many things that you have to see when you do this job, and it's just part of it. Yeah. So we have at work we do emergency training. I I, I have a fairly dangerous job, mm-hmm. so we all get we all get emergency uh, medically trained by a uh, a former air medic from 
the Marine Corps, I guess. I think I don't know some <laughs> branch of the military. And the stories that that man has to tell are insane, like absolutely, like jaw dropping. Mm-hmm. And he ended up leaving the military, and he ran an ambulance. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of the stories are from. So it's just like, you know, most people you see an ambulance driving down the road. Or you hear, oh, man, somebody got lifeline to the hospital. And you don't really think about, like, what all goes into that. I never, I don't really think about that ever. And then we were writing the show notes, and I thought that you were a pilot. So I was like, man, I wonder what he, like, what entails in the helicopter. Like, what's going on inside that helicopter? And then you told me that you were a medic, and I was like, ooh, Maybe I should take out the question. <laughs> <laughs> but I left it in there. And the thing is, it, it's it, lay people don't understand any of that. And to to the things that most of us have seen have been doing it this long, any, the, the worst thing you could ever think of to see how human bodies can get turned into what they get turned into, you see it all. Ugh. And I can tell you that there was this um, crisis... Um, a critical incident stress debriefing team that came in after we, uh, and being in Messina, we had a big house fire and lost a bunch of kids. And if I hadn't had those guys come in and talk to all the folks and to see the reactions, and then, and that's why I brought up your sister and her and her future husband. Yep. All of these guys that are coming into this business now need to learn this training. And the training is you need to know what your body is going to go through every time you have one of these major events. So if you have, you know, you lose a child, if you, you know, you name it, okay? You name it. Well, Something with the horrible. volunteer firefighters, like, it's all people they know in a That's small town. the problem with living in a small it's town hard. is you know the people that you're going to pick exactly. up. But um, this crisis, in, uh, the critical incident stress debriefing team, they actually came in and said, um, you're going to be sick to your stomach. You're not going to eat for days. You're not going to sleep. These are the stages of grief. And they walk you through it. And it's funny because after all these years, um, I mean, I just, you know, I had, a, you know, a couple things happen in the, in the recent history. And I was like, okay, well, I know I'm not going to sleep tonight. I know I'm going to feel like crap for a couple of days. Um, I know my appetite's going to go down and I'm not going to want to talk to my wife or, you know, and you just, you know, those things are coming. And then 48 hours later, you know, 96 hours later, Okay, I'm good. All right, let's move on. Let's let's trudge on to the next one. So, it takes a very strong human to do that. Uh, well, I can tell you that if the guys that do this job, if they're given that training right at the beginning, mm-hmm. because again, we go back to A type personality, tip of the spear people, pipe hitters, like these guys, they all march in there. We don't right ever there. need any help from anybody. Right. And those are the guys that after three, four, five years, ten years. They are gone. Like they never come back to the business. The ones that understand what's going to happen to them, physical, physiologically, mentally, psychologically, psychologically, yeah. they know what's going to happen to them after seeing these things and these events. Um, they can circle back and say, "All right, this is what's going to happen." And smell is, and they did part of the training is smell. And you would be amazed what triggers horrible events in your head, like recall, the smell of antifreeze. You it's never would have thought of because it. Because of a car crash. Because of a car crash. Smelling the car crash. And that is one of the main things you smell on every car crash is antifreeze. So, yeah. Okay. So one of the things that they teach us in uh, arc blast training um, is they show you all these pictures of 
and videos of grotesque things happening to people, you know, mm-hmm. people that get disintegrated and all they find is an inch of their hard hat left. And there, so they talk about like, uh, well, you're watching this video and you might be getting freaked out by this video, but what you need to prepare yourself for is what it smells like whenever a man gets charred. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh God, why would you ever mention that to me? Like that sounds horrid. I never want to think about what a man smells like. Charlie. I can't be in the room when my wife cooks. I always really? have to be outside or in another room. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Uh, it uh, God. All right, Donnie. On a, on a horror, <laughs> boy, did we take that down quick? Wow. Like, so she's Donnie, a good cook. Donnie, she's an amazing cook. Not about her Danny, you can't though. talk without a microphone. <laughs> it's been too long now. It's awkward. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is awkward. Serena, you are a great cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've had Serena's cooking. It's delicious. How do we One. how do we follow Donnie? If if, if you want more I don't like more, followers, more uplifting stuff like sauce. that. Um it, yeah, actually are you on the Twitter, Facebook? Uh well just you know, research the code green campaign. All right. And uh for anybody that's doing this job, new to the job, and again, yeah, get a hold of Jeremiah and give me a call, I'll talk you through it. Yeah. All right. We because have I can of- tell you that folks that don't that don't understand what's going to happen to them. They either listen. I had a friend of mine that, you know, committed suicide, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a, a cumul- accumulation of all of these things that he'd been going through. And, you know, one thing with his family life triggered it and that was it. It was over, you know? So that's, we got, we got to start taking care of the people that do these jobs. It's just, they're not all supermen. All right. Well, so research code green. We have a lot of law enforcement officers that do watch this show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, I'll try to find a link for that and post it on the Boss Hog Liberty oh, page. I appreciate so it. Thank you. We'll try to get that done. Dakota's being a sport this week, and he's going to do the editing for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I get the one-week reprieve or the two-week reprieve. Are you going to cut out all the coughs that I've had? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't. No, we leave all that in. Uh, all right. So, uh, Sarah, the lovely Sarah Potter for the final time. Your final chance for final thoughts as the lovely Sarah Potter. All right, Sarah, make it snappy. I got to pee. Where to begin? So I do have one thing to promote, (laughs) and I'm not on camera, so you can't see the shirt that I did not wear. I am wearing a shirt, but (laughs) I was trying to find. and I think of one of my favorite Bob and Tom bits. (laughs) (laughs) I was running around the house right before we were going over to Danny's to get the tent put up to find my uh, Danny Lundy for Brown Township shirt. Because I know I brought it to Jeremiah's house slash my house now, our house. Can't wait till she makes the August mortgage payment. And I could not find this shirt that I purchased from Danny Lundy, who's running for Brown Township Board. So I wanted to promote Danny because he is a great friend of mine. He's an awesome libertarian. He's very intelligent. He's very eloquent when he writes um, different things that he's written for the newspaper. So I think he's a great choice for our Brown Township board. I'm not sure if I'll be able to vote for him because I don't know where I'll technically be registered at that point. So it's vote for my husband or vote for my friend. Which one do you pick? Husband all the way. Yeah, come on. So (laughs) That's an easy one. Sorry, Danny, (laughs) but I did plug you in the podcast, so say thank you at some point in time, but not really. (laughs) And also, I wanted to take a minute to thank Danny Morrill for doing all the work that he's done on his home, inviting us over to... Have our wedding there in two days. It's going to be very exciting. It's a pretty uh, pretty decent wedding venue. It's a great wedding venue. He's done a lot of work, and so has his friend Josie. So we are very thankful for both <coughs> of you. His, his special friend. His special friend. 
Hi, Josie. Nice <laughs> to meet you. I mean, it's pretty great. So, Shout anyways. out to Josie and everybody over at Draper that listens. We know we're yes. huge in Draper, so thank you for that. So thank you, Danny, Josie, all the Moral family, all the Potter family, everybody who's pitched in, by the Francis way, Lewis. By the way, Draper, give us a call. We could be the Draper Studios. Just, this we'll just is work true. It out. Also, Francis, for your final thoughts, Jer. our cousin Francis has put in a lot of work as well, so I'm very thankful for her. And then last of all, I'm very thankful for Jeremiah for putting in over 50% for this wedding as far as the amount of time, effort, and everything. Nobody's keeping He's score. He's been great. I'm only keeping score because you're better than I am. So thank you. That down. And I love you. Yeah, Keep that on record. Keep You have it on recording now, so you're good to go. Should we turn the camera and she says then it again? I no, am. no, All right. we don't need to you do that. Get her to sign that later. All right, All right. Danny Morrow, final thoughts. Let us let's have it. Uh, Libby Potter wants to remind you to thank the Burtons and the Obercrums, Sarah. <laughs> so many thank yous. Thank you, Burtons, Obercrums, all of the like, people who have pitched in this weekend to make sure like everything a, uh, is great. This is like an Oscar speech. So where was the music? I, I will do this music. again at the reception. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, Danny, final thoughts, man. Well, it's been a fun time. It's really been cool to get together with uh, some of the family members that we don't get to see as often as we'd like to. You just saw Rick two weeks ago. Yeah, we saw Rick at the uh, bachelor party. Um, I haven't seen Donnie since I got You are so lucky. In the hot dog. That the rest of the morals aren't here. If we hung out more, I'd probably have twice the gray hair. Dude, all you guys got to do is come to the Grand Prix. You just got to come up to the Indy 500. Oh, man. Do you I know how cheap it is for you guys to fly to me? We, it's the at, same this way, brother. And then I can get all of the New York guys to fly down to me? Yeah, good luck with too. that. There's a very good chance that Sarah and I will come to the Grand Prix of uh, St. Pete. Really? Yeah, very very good chance. It's just a matter of finding a year to do it. But, yeah, we'll be there. Good. As long as I'm not pregnant, we're good. No, oh, boy. You can go pregnant. Wow. Stop it. <laughs> Already planning. Huh? Yeah, yeah okay. but you got to be on the Gulf with, with us on the boat, so don't be pregnant when you come down. Hey, Sober driver. No pregos. <laughs> no right. pregos allowed. Is, is, uh, Sarah is talking off camera. It's horrible. As far as final thoughts, I'm just really happy that uh, we could all come together, celebrate Jeremiah and Sarah. Um, it's it's going to be really exciting. It's been a lot of hard work, but uh, I'm really looking forward to Friday and Saturday and also looking forward to 20% of me is just ready to get it over with. Only twenty percent. Yeah, that's all. It's yeah, that's all I'm ready to admit for. But uh, it's gonna be great. I I think I'm gonna try my suit on maybe tomorrow morning <laughs> to make sure it fits. Uh, Nick and I are gonna have a uh, oh my god a modeling we'll session. Just it's gonna be doesn't fit right. It's gonna be. Dakota are you guys gonna wear looking, those to the go karts? Dakota yes. and I are gonna look are good, and uh, and Danny and cousin Rick are gonna be in their underwear. That's the way this is gonna go down. <laughs> I I, uh, I get to make a speech on Saturday. Um, that is the most terrifying part of the entire weekend it's, for me. I, I've got some things up my sleeve. I feel like All right. it's it's pretty cool to be Dakota. able to have my. How many how many times are you gonna cry? Over under on two. Oh boy, I'm gonna take under on that one. Under, under? yeah, under yeah, oh, absolutely. I'm soft as shit, guys. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm thinking once. No, but it's gonna uh, be start start at the beginning cry and not just, stop to the just end. Just heaving man <laughs> cries. <laughs> Ugly crying the whole time. Well, you, you can do the old school. You know, <laughs> his mascara might run. You, you can do the speech from old school. You know, yeah. I came early from the came home early from the plane from Chicago. I'm expecting a, a, a speech from each of the groomsmen. By the way, I hope you guys have something prepared, Dakota and, and Rick. <laughs> no, nothing prepared. 
<laughs> I have so much that I want to talk about that I feel like would be so wrong to do. <laughs> so maybe we'll have a little bit of open mic night tomorrow night. Anyway, final thoughts. I love you guys. I'm really excited. The show's great. And uh, let's get this thing over with so we can go do something else. <laughs> Didn't want to be here. Cousin Rick, final thoughts. I'm not supposed to be here, so have your cats <laughs> spayed and neutered. <laughs> Dogs are okay. I like the, that. Dogs are okay. The co-host yeah. nobody ever asked for. Dakota? Interesting. Uh, no, wait, cousin, cousin Rick, you do actually you do care about dogs very much. You uh, you adopted like the the one dog that should have been totally unadoptable from the pound. It had heartworms and a broken leg, and yet it comes home with you. Yeah, my sister Amelia ta- tricked me into it. Uh, 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 Romelia? Alemia. Rem- yes. My sister Alemia <laughs> tricked me into it. Um, he's been just terrible. Your dog. <laughs> Your dog Twig? Yeah. 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 Twig. Twiggy? He's a nice dog, but he's just an unfortunate. Just horrible. So Cousin Rick adopted this dog and would bring it to my house the first couple of years. This dog, uh, Dakota, terrified of hardwood floors, any hard surface floors. So we would have to, for him to use to go around the house the first two times he came over, we would have to put area rugs down so he could jump from area rug to area rug because he wouldn't step on a hardwood floor. If you don't do that, you have to either carry him from room to room or listen to him cry. <laughs> Is it just because his paws hit the floor or his claws hit the floor and he's like, oh, I can't do When it. I got him, I don't know if he was hit by a car or something, but for the for the camera, he's got like a broken leg that's healed. Aww sense so you can get around on it fine but it screws with his balance what kind of dog is it i've been told he's an australian shepherd mix hmm. yeah uh, does he look like garth dark, no he's, he's a black and uh, black and tan okay yeah. dakota no and i adopted some aussies with australian shepherds. yes oh, danny's right. talking off mic again saying the dog is an australian shepherd yeah nick yeah. uh or rick i'm sorry uh, how do people follow you on twitter You'll get my Twitter handle for my cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> or on the, or on the Reddit, Xbox. Can they sure, can add you on Xbox at least? <laughs> uh, yeah, Nick lead on Xbox. Uh, Reddit I deleted. They curate pretty badly. <laughs> so, so does Twitter do. too. Yeah. But Trump's on Twitter, so I'm going to hang in there. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. I've really I deleted my Reddit account as By well. By the way, I tried to get uh, cousin Rick to join us about a year ago on the show and talk about his honeybees, and he would never do it. So uh, glad you're finally on here. Maybe maybe someday we'll do a call-in show and we'll just talk about bees. I would love that. Would you? <laughs> I'd love to talk about bees. I still haven't not had my jar come back full yet. When's the season? Uh, it'll probably be like September before we get more honey. All right. Okay. Dakota. So you can give it to us All as right. a first anniversary gift? Well, see, your anniversary is always going to be a little ahead of harvest season. So, so a six-month anniversary gift? It's we okay, get, Sarah. We can Aaron, get an order in. Aaron Steen loves us more than Cousin Rick. He's got it's our fine. back. Yeah, we're we good to go. We have his honey in the pantry. Yeah, we're good. I'll get you guys set up with a hive. Ooh. Make your own honey. Ooh. A new yeah. hobby. Get your man a fish. They're going to make some honey. Give you a fish. Which one? After Saturday. Yeah, yeah not before Saturday. <laughs> Dakota, what do you know? You can do them in town. All right, what I know... I was going to cover uh, Jean Lysing's little uh, thing that she sent me today, but I'm not going to go over it because we're already at an hour and a half, so that that's going to have to wait. But uh, I do have some other things to plug. I'm wearing my K9 Lex T-shirt. Yeah, uh, Brandy, yeah. Brandy Patton. It looks great. But I bought this uh, in support of the Newcastle Police Department and their fundraiser for the for the two new K9s that they were going to be getting. Are, are you a statist now? Is that is that? Are you going to get well, thrown out of the Libertarian Party? So. Because at the time they were planning on only using these private donations to fund the dogs. It has since changed, and that's a little bit okay. disappointing to me. I, I mean, legitimately, it is kind of disappointing to me. 
But I understand that they wanted to get it done as soon as possible. So I understand the reasons. But and I'm still going to wear the shirt. I like the shirt. And uh, I, 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 I mean, so, okay. So if people pitched in and the city didn't have to kick in the money, then it would be a problem. So if, if folks exactly. uh, get in their wallets and do a little donations, won't be a thing. It's not done completely yet. I don't think the <laughs> if you're watching on camera, they were uh, open. To baby it. brother Danny is uh, forced his way into the Come shot the in the corner, waving. Oh man! All right. <laughs> hey guys. Hi Lex. Hey. Yeah, well, privately funded like the cannon. But, exactly. Uh, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. We uh, do some really good work in there. There's so much to celebrate here. It's unreal. Oh oh oh! You got really close. Cousin, right uh, there. Cousin huh. cousin cousin Danny is all up on Dakota. Yeah, and you just did too. That uh, was weird. Yeah. You got you got a moral sandwiched. <laughs> So, oh boy, I'm wondering as uh, my final thoughts, and this is a question for Donnie. This is a question for Danny. I'm already feeling uncomfortable. And this is a question for cousin Rick. Can do you think it would be a good idea to take the Zoom to the reception and do a roast on Jeremiah? Is this oh the my Zoom? God, yes. <laughs> the camera, the Zoom. No, the Zoom is just the audio, the audio. recording. So uh, Chris Spangle, yeah. uh, dear leader, is going to be bringing a camera, and people can leave video messages. He has a station set up we for the reception. We hope he's bringing a camera. He never responded to my message. You have instructed him. That's enough for me, ma'am. All right. Uh, what do you yeah. guys think of that? Are we going to have the chair? Are we going to have the chair and the mic and everything? Yeah. And then the well, datas? So my opinion down here, back corner, is, uh, is to do it uh, during the rehearsal dinner. Ooh. Oh, you want to do that it way? The it's not. We can really let it fly tomorrow night. Yep. Yeah, That's tomorrow night choice. is the uh, the roast night, in my opinion. All right, I'll I, bring it. I'll vote for that. I'll bring it. Let's roast Jeremiah tomorrow. <laughs> Nobody will see it. I can't wait. Do I get to participate? <laughs> so it's settled. All right, terrifying. They All might right. hear it though. We're gonna be recording it, and it's gonna be available for Patreon the Patreon uh, for the Patreon Patreon supporters. I will whore myself out Premium for the Patreon. There's like tw- there's like twenty people on there now, Jeremiah. It's getting up there. Yeah, that's fine. All right. One other thing, of course, always plugging the Boss Hog and Liberty Patreon. Patreon.com slash Boss Hog and Liberty. Believe it or not, my mother in law just uh, approved that plan. I knew she would. Libby said it's fine. My house, my rules. Danny says his house is rules. (laughs) (laughs) Terrifying. All right. I love it. Uh, Libby's on board. (laughs) Does that mean she gets a turn too? Oh, I can't wait. Yes, Yes. she does. I can't wait. Everyone there gets a turn, Sarah. The roast of Jeremiah Morrell. <laughs> yeah, but he gets the roast back. That's the, those yeah. are the rules, right? Yeah. Have you yeah. watched Don Rickles? At the very end? No. Yeah. Wait. I punch hard. Hard. Just remember, the next day we have an event. Hey, Jared. Okay, Danny's talking off camera, and it doesn't need to be. You don't need the mic on that one. <laughs> That's Rick, what she don't, said. Don't bother. All right, Jeremiah, what are your final said. thoughts? Final <laughs> thoughts. I am so excited to have everybody here. It's going to be overload. I'm there's so much family in town. So I, much crying is going to happen. I, I'm not going to cry. I'm, I'm going to cry. You're well. You're soft. Yes, I'm, like uh, Danny. <laughs> I'm I'm rock uh, rock solid. Very excited to have everybody here. That's truly, what she said. truly wish we could have like 600 people here because the the list of folks I would love to have had is is phenomenal. But uh, a lot of family and friends coming from a long distance, and I'm excited about that. Uh, saw Rex and Susan Bell earlier. Those guys are like my uh, my second set of parents. And uh, Rex, just as we were building the uh, the additional auxiliary tent, indicated that he's been scouring Kentucky for some new lamps. And I am very optimistic that maybe the house will be bright and illuminated when uh, when uh, when we come back home from the honeymoon, Sarah. You have eagle lamps. I've got the eagle lamps. 
They're but, plenty but, bright. Stacy, you, you know, or not Stacy, my mother hey, complained. I'm, I'm talking. She complained. I'm talking. Because there were no lampshades. It was too bright in there. This is Sarah's show. Is At least own, 25% my own show. half of my show now? Yeah. I get 25% now. Uh, that's a recollection. For early, very young. Probably early episode seven or eight. Audrey's like, oh, Jer, uh, Dakota had a nightmare last night. Oh, that was that was more recent than seven it or eight. It was very early. I don't think it was that early. Audrey, I think Audrey's it was like, like episode 20 or so. Uh, yeah, Dakota, so too. Dakota has nightmares now, it's and he just wakes down. up this saying... for self-defense. He just wakes up and says, uh, Jer owns half. Apparently, that's that's trauma for Dakota. Jer owns half of the Boss Hog of Liberty. I want to well, own now it all. I have a 25% cut. <laughs> Whatever. Hmm. Only in case of divorce. Otherwise, you can have your car, and I'm, have, I'm keeping the show. I keep the driver's side of the car and 25% of the show. Okay. Whatever. We'll negotiate later. I think we're at the end. Can we be at the All end? Right. Yep, we're we at got, the end. We got drinking to do. Did you do final thoughts, Cher? That I don't was think my final did. thought. That it was, was it. I, oh, okay. I'm very excited about everybody that uh, that's participated. Hey excited about Memorial Park. And uh, next week is once again <laughs> going to be another ridiculous show where you're probably going to get very little politics and you're going to get a lot of personal stuff because it's going to be Cade, Danny, Chase, and Dakota and myself recapping yep. the wedding and God only knows what else and probably yep. trying to pitch you the Patreon yep. so uh, you hear the roast of Jeremiah Morrill that apparently was just planned That's right. on the air. For $20 subscribers, we will be putting the, the post of the roast up on Patreon. Uh, and at any level. I'm, I'm prepared to level. commit to that. Patreon. $5 or more. Patreon, $5 Patreon, or more. Patreon.com slash boss. Don't sell yourself short, guys. $20 is the cutoff. <laughs> the video. It, yeah, actually, that's a really good idea. It will be let's, not edited. Let's do the, just the $50 club only. Hey. It will not Too be exclusive. PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's an end of this. We will see you all next week, and uh, I'll have something on the finger. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com. <laughs>